Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. just works podcast i'm your host ryan and today i have eric back on the show to talk about life again but also dive into thor love and dog shit and i really can't wait to talk about it because we both have different opinions and i think it's going to be uh more fun that way and hopefully uh i don't ruin the movie for you guys or you know and if you liked it please let me know because i hate it but uh eric thank you for being on the podcast today and how you doing man (sighs) i'm doing good ryan how are you besides being a dick about Thor: Love and Thunder and Jurassic World sucks ass. Well, that was a bad people, movie. People just can't make sequels anymore, apparently, except Top Gun. But we'll get into that because we were just talking about that before I hit record. Yeah, well, um, let's get into it now before I forget. So, Top Gun, you your argument is that the sequel to Top Gun that's thirty years old was amazing. Basically, I, that's I think your it's, argument. I think the movie is damn near perfect. Okay, think about what I just said though. Thirty years, Ryan. They had 30 years to write a sequel. And you're telling me that your issue is that that's such a good movie. And it was 30 fucking years. But they just did Ragnarok, what, two, three years ago. And now, yeah, Thor Love and Thunder is not great. I agree with you. But it's not horrible. And you're like, it's fucking world. No, it's horrible. What? What? You said it's bad. Anyway. I said Jurassic World's the worst ever, but yeah, like, well, Thor anyways. literally sucks. You got fucking Korg telling these stupid kids his whole life story because apparently Taika Watiti has to shove us, you know, shove him down our fucking throats. You know, Hashtag spoilers. This, yeah, honestly, spoilers ahead too, but you're not missing out, so I might be doing you a favor. Um, Korg is annoying as fuck. Everything about Ragnarok that was good and fresh and just felt good for Thor overstayed its welcome. But that's and what found I'm itself you. in I know. Love and but Thunder. But that's what I'm saying. They and the Guardians the are like, hold on, motherfucker. Guardians of the Galaxy. Why are they even in this film? It feels so forced and out of place. It doesn't. It's like a waste of the character's time. Uh, Korg talking about Thor's history from the first film to you know to all of his solo films in the Avengers to where he's where he's at now with his family dying. Loki dying, you know, several times, and what were Thor's eyes? Obviously, we the audience knew he wasn't dead, but it's just everything is a joke. Every serious moment that this movie was supposed to have got turned into a fucking joke. And the, the I mean, Guns and Roses. Why do we need to hear like four of their songs that actually kind of played out for the most part? And 
it just it just felt like you know there's literally an article about it and obviously if you watch critical drinkers video i don't know if you did you probably did. time but he brought it up but i saw that before he even brought it up in that video there is legitimately an article out there where chris hemsworth quoted saying that this movie is basically made by a seven-year-old and it completely feels like it the entire time uh christian bale you know um because you asked me the question on the instagram post eric what is my favorite part of the movie and i I actually do have an answer for that it's fucking christian bale man it's gore and it's like fuck you know where's the actual god killing you know why couldn't we see him kill these gods because like his character is so good man and and uh i don't know christian bale is just a a solid actor uh might be biased because i just like you know a lot of his work uh even the shitty movie rain of fire um that's a good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, I just think Gore was so like underutilized. And then he had Taika come out before the movie, even uh, you know, before their press junket started. You know, he's quoted saying that like, he thinks this is his best villain yet, you know, and or Marvel's best villain yet. And it's like it could have been. It could have been. It really could have been with like another was, 30 minutes of just Christian Bale doing his thing. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm not again, I don't love this movie, <clears throat> but I don't think it was that bad either. I think they definitely could have cut out a lot of bullshit and then added more gore, the God Butcher, to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have loved to see Thor and Gore go at it more. But that's the thing, too, man. Thor is a thousand years old, and in the time that we've seen him in the MCU, this dude has fought so many enemies, and he still needs help. Every uh, single comic books. fucking fight. Go it look at the comic books. It's the same fuck shit. The comic books too. Talking about. I know, but that's what that's what I'm saying. Like your argument is dumb because they How do is it, it dumb? exactly in the comics. So but why they don't they do not other do things movies? like the comics? They pick, but it doesn't so matter. They they can't I get do to everything. Critique, I get to critique them on what they pick and choose to bring from the comics and what they don't. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying your argument is invalid because it's not invalid though because it doesn't matter. As a moviegoer, you want to see this character that you've seen grow on screen because let's be honest, comics aren't the medium that they used to be. Movies are way more popular than fucking comics. So yeah, okay, that might be the source material, but since you do other things that aren't source material, then change this too. Because it's stupid as fuck that this guy goes through all this shit, almost kills himself trying to make Stormbreaker, and he still can't win a fight, and then Natalie Portman just shows up and another wasted character, I think, because I would have liked to see her fleshed out more, but like this dude needs help all the fucking time. Oh, and then apparently... He can make people Thor for a limited period of time, and it's kids in this film, but it could have been the Avengers and everyone else that was there at Endgame. They could have just butt-fucked fucking Thanos while they were at it. And it's like, it's so fucking... This movie sucks, man. This movie sucks when you so watch bad. too many YouTube videos, people, this is what happens. And this Ryan isn't even watched... YouTube videos. This is what I that's predicted what, was going to exactly, happen with the film. That's exactly what I Critical Drinker was said. Gonna, no. I, I know. I actually agree with him on a lot of shit. I'm surprised. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm well, just saying. My opinion doesn't come from him. It's my opinion actually aligns with what he says because I normally disagree with him on a lot of shit. I just like his uh, YouTube content, so I still watch him. That's crazy. You can actually disagree with people and still enjoy it. But this movie was basically what I predicted it was going to be to myself. It just like it plays out almost exactly how I thought it would. I remember you and me talking about it. We were like, you know, we kind of hope the Guardians are kind of in it for a little bit. You know, because it'd be cool to see like what they've been up to. No, we get them for like one of the worst intros I've ever seen in a film. And then they are shoehorned out and like the whole power thing still bothers me, man. Like he's just he's useless. And, you know, I I mean, where, where do we where do we go? I mean, there's there's so much, you know, um, everybody needs help. Okay, Ryan, you can't do everything on your own. 
even if you are a thunder god. I mean, he never did anything on his own. He, he well, that's the whole point, you dumbass. No, it's you, not the point. You can't live life alone. That's the whole point of the goddamn movie. Chris Pratt says it. Remember okay, that you can't live a people. fight versus living his life and being alone it's his life. It's all are two encompassing. Oh my god, you're such a fucking Marvel like sucker. I'm not. I'm not saying that it was a great movie. I'm just saying the stupid things you're little nitpicking at is fucking like that's the Marvel movies. You just need to stop watching them, I guess. Because you're hating the last six. Well, you know, I just thought Doctor Strange was okay. You know, I thought, you know, why bring in all these actors for these great cameos to Uh, do some money? To do some great, yeah. Why don't you use that money to make it worth everyone's time too, and not let them die in thirty seconds? You know, I would have been really cool to see like a cool, a good fight. You know, it's Mister Fantastic in the MCU's first appearance. Why not actually let him throw a few punches or whatever he wants to do to you know try to help them fight, and then he dies. Not uh, maybe you should start writing all these screenplays, right? Eric, these movies suck, bro. Like the I'm fact not that you're like, great. I know, I'm but the fact that great. Great. like Doctor I'm not Strange could have been way this, better. It could have been so much better, but it, it's called Thor. It's called <sighs> Doctor Strange. I know. Okay, can't have a giant fight scene. I mean, I would love to see it too, but you can't have okay, a giant hold on, fight though. scene. I just thought about that. So you're calling it, you said it's Doctor Strange, but yeah, it's just as much Wanda's movie as it's fucking his. And, it's his story. and her resolve is fucking dumb as shit anyways. But we already said that in the podcast. Go check it out. <laughs> you such a bitch. And then, you know, we, like, I feel like, you know, Jane's, I mean, Jane's story is really fucked up in the comics and they do follow you know, unfortunately, her cancer treatment pretty, pretty close to the comics with this. But mm-hmm. I just feel like as the MCU goes, like we haven't even like really led up to this. And I think it kind of sucked. And I felt like it was forced or what was it, what were they supposed to lead up to? I don't know. Just anything like, like her having cancer. Yeah. Like her leading up to the maybe like getting sick and then you start to see it. So it's more impactful and more fucked up that she has to go through this and then She's just Thor all of a sudden now. And it's like, I just feel like uh, they could have maybe spent a little bit more time, even in this film. I just feel like there wasn't enough time given to her and leading up to that moment. I just don't think there was enough time to do everything you want. No, that's why we're here talking about mm-hmm. it and hating it because, you know, Gore's time was pretty much wasted and as a character. Uh, I thought his introduction was very good. I thought Bale did a really good job. Um, I liked that they didn't go the Voldemort look yeah they kind of just I, left I, him I the way he was just pale which I thought was it worked well I saw another um, interview if you didn't see sorry to cut you off real quick but just uh for anyone listening to though like I just saw a video or uh yeah interview Christian Bale said like he jumped from movie to movie so it worked out even more that he didn't have to look comic accurate because he didn't have time to bulk up you know because he was just skinny from the last film that he did, he did. right the one that we just saw trailer for uh, that's probably what it is, right? Yeah, because in that movie where he's the where it's with Margot Robbie and John David Washington, yeah. he looks all skinny and shit. I think that's what, and it's about to come out anyway, so I think that makes sense. Yeah, but go on. Sorry. But um, no, I mean I would have loved to see more gore. I thought he was really good. I thought he was kind of sinister. The look of him was good. The necro sword was badass. You know, I was I uh, enjoyed seeing that. Uh, he, he, basically, seeing him fuck up Thor, you know, by himself, basically. Uh, so I thought that, I mean, the only downside, I guess for me was like the way it ended for him. I mean, I, I don't know what I would have wanted, but, um, 
I felt like it was just too much of a happy ending. I think that's one of the biggest things. It's like this whole happy ending stuff. We need to get a little more um, intense, a little more serious, which I agree with. Like I said, I don't agree with this movie. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've even lowered it after thinking about it a little more. I think I told you I give it like a six or seven. I'm almost like 5.5. Yeah. Like, I don't think it was that good at all. Um, Russell Crowe's accent was kind of weird. It felt so like. So, it felt so forced <laughs> and weird. Um, I mean, you know, like, like you said, the, the Guardians, it was really cool seeing them, but it's just kind of like, hey, we, here we are. And then bye-bye. Um, Valkyrie. I think she's annoying, man. She's, I don't have a problem with her. I just thought that they, they just, there's too much Tessa going Thompson's on. annoying. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Well, well, no, because, you know, I was telling you that, like, you know, when we walked out of the theater that, you know, in Westworld, like, she sounds like the same character in everything she does that I see her in. Mm. So I think it kind of just ruins it for me. Um, but I think Valkyrie was just, I mean, it's just kind of like a whatever character, which sucks because I thought she was pretty cool for the most part in uh, uh, Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean... Um... Yeah, I don't know. that's that's my biggest issue with the film, though. You know what you said, like you were hoping that they'd you know get a little bit more serious, or like I'm not saying it has to be fucking like DC, you know, dark and serious because you know we make fun of them for that. You know, it's like a general meme, but it's just the comedy was so like overbearing, and it's like there's a lot of really good moments they could have had um, made a little bit more serious, and then the ending itself, and I just feel like we didn't get that and i know like taika does those kind of things because he has um jojo rabbit which is literally like a kid you know looking at the world war ii situation you know with hitler did you and see that no i heard it was good and it looked good it's but, good you know I, I know that that was also kind of like obviously a very very shitty time in our history but in that movie it's like kind of like uh comical i guess yeah it was yeah I didn't watch it. Point of view. Yeah, I didn't watch it, so I can't really say much to it. No, that was a good movie. You should watch it. I just think, for me, like ultimately, like Ragnarok, like this movie made me question Ragnarok, so I might have to go watch it again. But I like what he did with Ragnarok. I just was kind of hoping that he'd maybe not do try to do the same thing again here. Yeah. I mean, what do you think of Korg? Like, I just think Korg's too much, man. Like he could have. Yeah, I think there was a lot of Korg didn't need to be. I mean, he could narrate it, but I still think there was a lot. And then, like, he almost died, and that was great because it was nice to just see someone die. And like, you know, obviously Thor loves the character. You know, it's his fucking friend. Mm -hmm. It was like kind of cool to see him get demolished by Zeus. So like, it it made sense for him to die there. And then of course he's a fucking face. The mask is still alive. Mm -hmm. Um. So it just feels like a. There's no real stakes here. Like nothing's nothing's really at risk. The point where like they even write the characters like they don't give a shit. The gods are too scared or whatever Russell Crowe, you know, Zeus says, like, you know, we're not gonna do anything about it. Because if mm-hmm. he doesn't know where to locate us, then who cares? But then at the center of the galaxy, there's a uh a, a, a key to grant a wish. So it's like, well, wouldn't you wanna stop him from getting to the center of the galaxy if it's that easy for him? But I don't fucking know. Um, you know, I think the reason why I'm disappointed, and I know we talked about the whole Top Gun thing, and they they are two extremely different genres. But for me, it's like, well, Thor was like the last, of the big three. 
to still get his own films. Mm. Um, so I was really hoping for a lot more with this film. You know, I, I did have how I thought it was going to play out, but I remember like sending you the trailers when they came out. Like I was excited to see, you know, how it was all going to play out. You know, I do like, um, you know, the mighty Thor as well, you know, James Foster's Thor. I think that is a really badass character, but I just, uh, I don't know. I just can't get on board with this film. You know, I, I really hated watching it. Um, it was rough. It's not Jurassic World rough <laughs> for anyone wondering. That's true. <laughs> that movie still takes the cake. It's probably the worst movie of the year. Um, but one of the things we were talking about, though, is like, you know, Marvel, I think it personally is losing its magic for sure. And I, and I don't know, like, you know, I don't know if you said this or I'm just thinking it, but like, that might be a little unfair, I guess, because, you know, the first three phases were so carefully crafted into a, a storyline that was woven together to, to lead up to Infinity War and Endgame. Um, not perfect, but my God, <laughs> you go watch all those movies, you know, lead up to where we, where we get. It's pretty remarkable. Um, and I guess my issue here is like, not to sound cheesy with the wordplay, but what is their end game here? Like, where are we going with this? You know, Secret Wars is coming up. I get that. And that is a pretty huge um, story piece in the comics, but I don't know like what to expect anymore. And one of the most um, immediate things that we talked about, you know, what's coming up and how we feel about it is Black Panther Wakanda forever. You know, it's like, what are you going to do here with this? Because you're, you know, you're, Doctor Strange, I feel like, was just, it's a very, very solid, in my opinion, like 6.5 out of 10 or whatever. I still like what Sam Raimi did. There's just a few things I would change. But I love Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange, but it looks like he's not going to become, you know, the more leader of the Avengers or just the leader of the heroes. Thor doesn't look like that at all either. So it's like, it does kind of suck to not have that kind of leadership or like someone to take the mantle of, um, captain america and iron man um, well maybe that's maybe that's kevin feige and marvel's detriment like something that they did wrong like great but wrong right by focusing on those characters so much by that. focusing on iron man and captain america and you know for 20 movies and now they're gone i think so man i think you know movie i think comic book wise it worked out pretty well for you know a good reason because you know we, we in comic books you're able to literally just draw as many characters as you want to cross over mm -hmm. in movies you can't just do that right so yeah like having, yeah it's all money like you said earlier too and uh you know having that kind of investment into these characters and then now we don't have them it's uh pretty rough and i think sam still has potential i just like i said to you all the time i just wish that he took the serum but i still like anthony mackie a lot as sam wilson and you know we also have Bucky Barnes who's still around. So like for me, I, I absolutely love those characters to death. And I think Kate Bishop's badass. Um, I know we're getting Daredevil back. Like I think there is potential here. I just you know, I just think about everything they've done though. Like, you know, the end of Spider-Man, no one knows who he is. So none of the MCU is gonna know who Spider-Man is. You know, what are they gonna what are they gonna retcon to make that like not a problem anymore? So all the heroes can work together with him. Cause I still like the idea of Spider-Man being in the MCU, but you know, I mean, before well, we they know in, of him, they just don't know him. Yeah, they don't know Peter. Correct. They know Spider-Man. Because if you remember in Multiverse of Madness, they're sitting in the coffee shop after they kill that 
octopus guy. Yeah. I forget his name now. Um, Gargantus. And um, yeah, that's correct. She's or they're saying like, oh yeah, we have a spider hero, and she's like, oh, does he? Should she, she? America says, oh, does does he shoot web out of his butt? So he's still a character. They just don't know him. You're right. I forgot it wasn't Spider Man. It was Peter Parker, which is fine. We don't yeah. even know Peter Parker. Right, right, right. So um, I think the other thing too is I think they just did so good, and they capped it off with Endgame and Infinity War, which is just really 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 good i mean i don't know um what else to say except that and i think that because of that now we've got other characters they have to feed the story somehow and i think that i honestly think phase four is more of a it's a continuation with meaningless stories you know what i'm saying they're introducing new characters disney plus has new characters they haven't really introduced a new big bad. Um, I know Loki brought in um, Kang. Kang the Conqueror, but that's that was like the last couple episodes, and it wasn't. It's kind of a weird way that they did it because he he was Kang, but not. Weird way. I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's just not the Kang from the comics that you know. So I think, um, well, we may have to wait and see what Wasp does. Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania does. Um, but I think this phase four is going to be completely just almost like a meaningless storytelling for each movie that's in it. You know, they're, they're, they've include or, uh, you know, Shang-Chi, the Eternals, um, they're trying to get other characters, but it's just not going to be the same as what we used to have. I think you need to, I think that's part of the problem is we need to split that. Like that story's gone and now it's, they've restarted everything. Yeah, you I'm know. definitely I'm definitely yeah, you're right. I'm definitely okay with them like having these new characters and introducing so many awesome characters from the comics because there's a, a massive pool of characters to choose from. I guess my still major issue is like like you said, they're a bunch of meaningless stories. So yeah, like it was clearly the characters that got us invested into, you know, like Iron Man, Captain America, like all these characters, you know, coming together got us invested. Mm-hmm. But it was the reason why they came together that kept us going. Yeah, but we don't know what the reason for anyone coming together is yet. So that's what I'm saying. Like they're taking like so said, long with it, you know. And I, yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And well, I like is that, that's what I'm saying. Like I think Phase Four is going to be just meaningless stories. Just what's been going on. That's it. Yeah. Oh, be. hey, we were battling this guy over here. Oh, hey, Wanda had a fucking mishap. She died. You know we're what doing, I mean? We're doing air quotes. Air quotes. Air quotes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, but they're also introducing new characters. Hercules was brought in. Uh, spoiler alert to Lord, Thor: Love and Thunder. He looked just comic accurate. It was real quick, but who gives a shit? Because he's going to be coming. A lot of people like Hercules in the comics. Um, he was an Avenger. Um, what else? You know, all the characters that they did bring in Doctor Strange. Um, you know, one, you know, Fantastic Force coming, so they had to bring in uh, somebody to do it, and that's they fan casted it, right? Basically, uh, yeah, I would have liked to see him more, uh, fight more, and all that stuff. I agree with you, but it's just not his story, it's not his time yet. But it's like, hey, look at we, we've got this guy coming, or he is available, or you know, and again, I think that might be to their detriment, but 
you know, the movie's coming. I was going to say, like, it is what it is now. Right. I just think ultimately, like, after Endgame, I would have liked for them to just do what if, like, and maybe make it live action too. But, like, I look at the that season of What If, man, every one of those, almost every one of those episodes could have been a movie and I would have been losing my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, need to, I need to rewatch that. I do too. But I just think of the zombie episode. It was so fucking like, oh my God, you know, because yeah. uh, when the Marvel Zombies comics came out, or the, I think it was like a full-on book. I think they just released it as the, like the whole book, the whole series. But I remember like going to Frankenstein's, and like everyone was talking about it. The books were there, the the, the figures. You know, I remember like reading that storyline. It's mind blowing, and I just I would like to see it turned into a movie. And um, you know, when you when you got some, well, I mean, we will talk about the bright side, and I I do want to be positive about something. Is the Disney Plus shows, for the most part, you know, I think WandaVision was. It wasn't going to be my cup of tea anyways, because I don't give a fuck about either of those characters. Um, I did sit through it, and I think it's worth a watch if you even have any interest in those characters. But uh, I thought that one was kind of fell short a little bit for me. But Captain America was, or I'm sorry, Falcon. Uh, Winter Soldier was great. Uh, There's a few scenes Bucky had. There's just one scene in particular that Bucky and Sam had when they're talking to the therapist. And, you know, Sam says, well, I'm not Captain America or something or something that led to the effect of Bucky saying, well, if Steve believed in you and he was wrong, then that means he was wrong about me, you know, cause Steve did everything he could to save Bucky from the winter soldier program. And mm. it's just like, man, that shit cut deep. And then we have a uh, Hawkeye, which was different, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought Jeremy Renner fucking killed it. Um, um, it's definitely a grounded TV show. I would say, and then we have Echo coming out, which just this week got confirmed that, you know, you know, uh, Kingpin and Daredevil are going to be in it. And it's going to be Charlie Cox. And then uh, what's that gentleman's name? Vincent D'Onofrio. Thank you. Vincent D'Onofrio is going to come back to reprise their roles. So that could be cool. We'll see, see how that plays out. And then, of course, what if and what if just fucking holy shit. <laughs> it's so good. And like it was kind of cool to see them bring like Killmonger back you know, for his episode and then he kills T'Challa and becomes Black Panther. I'm like, dude, this is it. Shoehorn that shit into the MCU or uh, live action. Let's do it. Obviously that's not how it played out, but, um, and then like we had a vision Ultron and that was fucking horrifying. So it was like really cool to see all these characters come together, you know, Captain Carter, which was cool to get her in the live action. Um, there's still a lot of great things Marvel's doing. I just, you know, I just think you're right. I just think phase four is just, we're going to have to sit through it and hold on tight. Cause I know they're already working on phase five and six and I'm sure it's all going to come out pretty well. I mean, six, I can already imagine is going to be everybody going against Galactus or something. So there's a lot of potential, man. Yeah. I think, uh, like I said, I just think that Iron Man and Captain America hold such a weight, even, even outside of the movies, you know, as characters themselves, comic book characters and, uh, you know, I guess maybe they they probably didn't think like, oh, look at what we're going to be able to do here. You know, they probably thought they're only going to get 10 movies or less, you know. Now we're at like 20 something, I think. Like like maybe close to 30. Now. And, you know, so they're trying to figure it out. And um, I just I just don't think it's going to be as good. It's never going to be as good as it was. You know, they're going to have to have new characters come in we'll see what happens with the fantastic four i'm terrified of the next two movies 
because I just don't know how they're going to make him good without um, Chadwick, Chadwick and the Marvels. Or was it's called the Marvels, right? I just Dude, you know, I don't know what's is... that. I started Miss Marvel. I only got one episode in. It was okay. It's very kitty or teenish, if you will. Um, but I didn't have a problem with it just yet. So we'll see. I got to finish that and see what's going on. Um, <laughs> but I think that's just where we're at. I think, you know, you're going to be disappointed. You, Ryan, not, I don't know about everybody else. Yeah. You know, and I know Captain America Ford just got its director. So they are right. going to be actively working on that film. And um, I am a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for some Bucky and Sam. Uh, the other like, thing too, they're only they only have they can't do everybody as a TV Disney show with six to eight episodes, right? So, you know, it's all money and time. That's why I tell people you got three options. How do you want it done? Good, fast, or cheap? You only get to pick two though. So, you know, they're doing it as fast and as cheap as they can. <laughs> it's yeah. just not going to be good. <laughs> Well, thankfully, the show, you know, for the most part, the shows have been pretty solid because the other one I forgot to talk about, which you just brought up again, you know, Loki. I thought Loki was. Oh, Loki was awesome. Loki was I love so Loki. Good, man. Yeah, Loki. That's I, the best. Besides What If, I think those are the top two. And those are like right at neck and neck. Yeah. What If was just a little bit different because it was um, the the best part about the What If stuff was the story, not only the stories they chose to tell, but also the. Um, animation was fucking amazing the animation was great but also getting the actors to you know do the voice that too the yeah have the right actors for the, the most right, part yeah. you know and i thought yeah yeah because it just starts off with like captain carter and I, I thought it was so good what they did with that and steve becoming like the first iron man essentially like mm-hmm. I, I love the way it played out um you know party thor was different but it was still kind of cool and then yeah that was like the weakest one i think i think so too and then we had you know zombies was sick zombies is god damn it zombies is so good but then we had the wakanda thing and then oh, we had, yeah. and then we had the you know multiverse avengers team up basically the what if avengers because we also had the doctor strange episode where he loses his mind mm. um that one was great too and he wasn't don't, in multiverse right i don't think he was the same one i hope not because i wanted him to come back pretty bad in multiverse but i'm like there's no way this is him because he wouldn't no. lose like this and he also kind of became good again so um yeah, yeah i mean so at the end of the day two things ryan what's your rating for thor 11 thunder and i don't know if you actually told me maybe you did but what's your actual like favorite part of the movie not like an actor but like what's your favorite part so i think the movie's a three out of ten for sure okay um i just think it's like we're wasting all this badass comic space norse mythology on on comedy and i just don't like it um but i think my favorite part of the film and this is something that pizza was talking about and so it is kind of comedy actually uh stormbreaker just being stormbreaker and and being a like mm. the, the jealous weapon like i yeah, won't lie it is pretty fucking funny because there was some good comedy in there but there was some stuff like you said that fell flat like the goats i thought the goats were funny maybe the first three times yeah and I, then I it was think... just like this thing that carried out and i was like okay we get it well, I just think my issue is like the whole two and a half hour movie is basically comedy and it's just not like it. It's just yeah. really rough, you know, and and you're right. The movie opened up very well. It, it opened up immediately with, you know, Gore's daughter dying. And you felt that, you know, because Christian Bale's legit. 
you know, uh-huh. just the father and that loss, it sucks. And then honestly, the last few moments, you know, where Jane dies, like, I thought that was awesome, you know, but then it became weird and slapstick with Gore's choice, listening to Thor, you die, I'll watch your daughter. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. And then uh, her going to Valhalla, which is another. Well, I mean, that was like, okay. Yeah. Yes. It was slapsticky, but it was like two choices. You can, you only get, it's basically you get one wish. A bring your daughter back and she can be alive and live or B you you finish your mission and kill all of the gods because that's so important to you. What's, what's more important as a dad, as a father. I'd probably kill Jane says, Okay, well, you don't have any kids. I know, but it's like, well, you're dying. You don't even get to spend that time with your daughter, and your daughter's going to be stuck in this weird space. If I had a choice right now to either (laughs) save my son or my daughter and watch them live or just everybody dies, I'm going to choose that they live and I die. Yeah. I mean, that's just what it is. They're playing out. They're they're pulling on your heartstrings, Ryan. When your heartstrings come undone, this is what happens. Yeah. Shout out to Demon Hunter. Um. Uh, no, okay, so that's fine. So my thing is, I, I give it maybe. I think I came down. I think it's, I'm like at a five point five. Yeah, I know. I think it's definitely worth the watch if you're a Marvel fan. But I think expectations need to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might I hate come Guns and Roses so much that I'm so pissed that they used like four Dude, or five songs. I, I was so Guns cool with it, like the first time. I'm like, all right, that's fine. You know, you, like you made your trailers with this music, it's right? And then literally like three more songs played. Yeah, it was like it was three you know, or four different songs. That's the thing too is like the action sucked really hard. Except the for only the time the action part. was really good. The only time I thought and this is my favorite part was the shadow uh, fight. Yeah, that's what because there's Valkyrie. Is, black and white. I'm sorry. That's what monochromatic means. It's just oh, I didn't hear you say that. I'm sorry. Oh. Um, yeah, where basically uh, Gore is beating the shit out of everybody. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And it was kind of slow motion. The monochromatic black and white stuff was really cool. Um, I just like how they really did that. Yeah, some of the cinematography is pretty beautiful in that part. Mm. So, yeah, I guess my favorite part, I know I said kind of Stormbreaker, but it's more like the comedy. My favorite part, for sure, is that monochromatic part, because I just thought it looked clean for the yeah. for the movie, you know, because the movie was brighter than a fucking highlighter the entire time. And then you get to that, when they walk out of the ship, I'm like, mm, that's kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. So well, Yeah, I, like I said, uh, I think there was some good stuff. I think they fell flat on a lot of other stuff, and I think you could have cut out a lot of, you know, Asgard and Valkyrie and the kids, that whole, like all that could have been cut out to just have a gore Thor. They should have had mighty Thor and Thor going to find gore. Cause he's killing gods. Like that should have been it. They didn't have to do all that other stuff. They really didn't. They could have went and they could have still gone and sought Zeus. They could have had a flesh that out a little bit more. Not that we really needed to, but maybe Hercules um, helps them out. Yeah. yeah something. So I definitely think they could have gone a different route and I'm, I'm going to stick with that 5.5. So. You know, the other thing too is, you know, being four phases into this, you know, crazy ass cinematic universe, there's also no cameos anymore that come out of nowhere. And you're like, Whoa, bro, what the fuck? They just did that. You know, like when Hawkeye was in Thor for two seconds and I was like, damn, that was cool. But you know, that would have been cool if Hercules showed up to help them with gore, you know. So it's like Zeus is being a bitch, but he sees what his where his father's wrong. He's like, let me mm-hmm. can help out Thor. That's what I thought was gonna happen. Yeah, me too. But, <laughs> but. it didn't. 
spoiler alert it didn't happen it didn't happen <laughs> he's in a post and then you get like a two second scene of him dressed up exactly comic book accurate and he looks badass yeah and then the um, guy the guy i don't even know i mean brett goldstein i guess he's in ted lasso i never watched it got it so yeah a bit of a different episode here for you guys today but honestly it's just you know and i know eric i don't know if you like disagree with me or i don't know what you're what you're getting at earlier i just think when you see a movie like top gun that you i thought it was going to be good you know it's tom cruise right like i'm excited to see what tom cruise does but that movie like surpassed any expectation i could have had so i was just hoping that you know even like to jurassic world way more than this movie but i was hoping like the other two sequels we got to see so far this year you know thor and jurassic world were going to be solid and they're they're just you know i'm like what are we doing here but i don't know uh, i just think the top your i just think top gun there was a lot of nostalgia in Top Gun. Okay. They filmed it. It's a totally different movie, but they filmed it fucking really cool. You know, the story, I mean, the story in that movie is not that great either. They land and where they're, I think it's, they're supposed to be in like Russia. Yeah. And you're telling me that they're on a base that just got bombed and they aren't in, you know, they don't look at, it wasn't Russia, but you know, the enemies looking, they didn't never found them they can start a jet no problem i mean there's issues with that movie as well plus they had 30 years to write it whereas they've only had two or less years to write thor uh, love and thunder the other thing for top gun is like oh my god it's so fucking good but that movie was done in what 89 88 the first one and so the quality of life difference between those two movies so yeah of course this one was fucking like, oh my god it's so much better as a sequel. Oh God, was it really? Yeah. Wow. Um, I mean, there's a lot of like differences between the two. So it's hard to say, like, oh, Top Gun is such a good sequel that you know, yeah, it should have been. It should have been that good because it's been so long. But it's Top Gun. It's a movie about dude bros flying jets. It's like it's like Gears of War. It's a bunch of buff ass dudes with chainsaw guns, and then you mm-hmm. and then you get one of the best stories in shooter history, you know, in terms of video games, you know, with with him, Marcus, and Dom going through their adventures. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same thing with Top Gun. I didn't expect anything besides Danger Zone for two hours, and like <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that good. I just, I mean, knew, they did some great things. That movie's awesome. I just think they built a. I mean, they shit on the first movie entirely. Like it's so much better than the first movie because I watched the first movie a couple of days before seeing Maverick with you and Dad. And Top Gun One is definitely like a a B movie. Like everything about it's just eh. It was just cool for the time period when it came out. Mm. And this movie built upon that entirely with all their all. Like see, that's thing too is like all the supporting characters were great. You can get involved with them and actually like them. Uh, I don't think I hated a single character in Top Gun. Um, I did. And it's crazy. Like they took talking about Penny in Top Gun One and how Maverick was getting with the Colonel's daughter. And then they fucking bring her in this film because the other chick's ugly as shit now. And so Jennifer Connelly is getting hotter by the day. And, you know, and then they made Vision, that work too. Vision's wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paul Bettany's wife. Um, I don't know, man. It's just. I don't know. I just think you're, I think your argument between the two is just, it's harder to, it's hard to argue that. That it's the Top Gun so much. Like, that's a sequel. That's so much better than the first one. But the I guess the I totally get where you're coming from. I really do. There's a different in time. There's different genre, different type of movie. But ultimately, my point of why I compare the two 
it's at the end of the day, they're both movies and one movie built upon its predecessor in all the right ways possible. And one movie felt like, let me take everything that we've done so far in the cinematic universe with this character and kind of just shit all over it. And that's it. I mean, that's just where I'm at. Like it, that's how I look at it. I think those are two words for you. Tom Cruise. (laughs) Scientology. Actually, everyone, today I'd like to talk to you about L. Ron Hubbard, our Lord and Savior. (laughs) And if you could sign up for Scientology, it'd mean a lot to us. You know, Tom Cruise actually flew us out to San Diego to watch Top Gun at the premiere. So if you haven't considered Scientology today, you should really look into it. Thank you very much. Did he pick us up on his F-18 and because we're only two hours away and just fly us up there? Yeah. Yeah. He took us for a spin. Okay. Well, now that you've shit all over Thor, Ryan, let me ask you this. Oh, fuck. How are you? How's your work week been? How did everything go this week? You know, you know my boss told me I'm doing great and that I sold a lot of cases. Um, <laughs> How many cases did you sell this week? I don't know. Um, I don't keep track. Mm. How'd your presentation go? Really good. So for everyone listening, I had to do a presentation on one of our brands. 10 to 15 minutes. What? You need to be louder. I'm not louder. I got quiet all of a sudden. What do you mean it? Like, like I don't, I don't know where I'm way quieter than I was. Seems like it. I didn't do anything. I'm not even touching my computer. <sighs> God. Well, talk into the mic. You fucking. I am talking into the mic. Anyways, talk to me about your presentation. Jesus Christ! So I had to do a ten to fifteen minute presentation, and it went great. Um, what did you present? Uh, New Amsterdam vodka and you know Pink Whitney vodka and our partnerships that we have, and we have an upcoming partnership with Twitch which I think is amazing. And I can't wait. I think that's going to be so great for the brand hmm. getting a whole new type of audience. And you should tell week. them to sponsor your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that'd be tight. That'd be cool. Uh, for July 4th, I went over to Natalie's house and hung out with her and her family and was there for most of the night. And uh, I know. Great. who are you? I know it's it, dude, right? Like fucking stay you out. You, I called you. That was, I think we talked, right? The next day? Yeah. I think he called me like the next day in the morning. and You're like, oh, I'm fucking tired. I didn't go home to one. And then I got up at what, five, four, somewhere in there. Yeah, I got up at like 4.50 or something like that. Yeah. Um, Who's this guy? I don't know. But it was amazing to hang out with her. And it was a great time. I had a, had a really good time. It reminded me of like July 4th, you know, just as like even just as kids when you said the block parties, it's just nice to celebrate it. Just get outside and just, you know, enjoy the fireworks, enjoy the, the summer night. So mm. it was cool, man. It was great. A great way to start the week. Um, but yeah, the presentation was great. You know, everyone had nothing but nice things to say. Um, started playing a new game. So I bought it when you were here yesterday. Uh, Warhammer Vermintide 2. It's like a four-player co-op fantasy game. You know, this one has like ranged weapons like guns and bows and swords and stuff. Um, I love it. I love it. I think I played it for like four hours yesterday. No, at different times, but I think a total of four hours yesterday. Uh, it's just mindless killing, and it's fun. It looks really good on the Xbox Series X. It looks fucking remarkable. So, yeah, hung out with you guys yesterday. You know, the kids. That was awesome. It was a good time. You guys were here most of the day. That was a good time. And then after you guys left, I played that. And then, uh, you know, kind of cleaned up my truck and stuff, you know, and some boxes in my garage and shit, trying to clean it up, keep it clean. But um, yeah, man, it's a it was a good week. Uh, Top golf is awesome. 
it's where we had our meeting at Wednesday. Uh, if you guys have a Top Golf wherever you live, I recommend no. it. I, oh, I, they're know, talking to me. Sorry, you don't. Um, you'd have to go out here. But yeah, Top Golf is badass. The facility is ridiculous, and I uh, can't wait to go again someday. Can but, we go do that? Yeah, I, I was actually going to see how expensive it is. And kind of try to plan it out. Well, let's go for the Saturday after your birthday. There we go. After my birthday. Yeah, so the twenty third. Got it. Because uh, I don't know when I'll, I don't I fly back from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Got it. On your birthday, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hope everyone had a great July fourth. And before I turn it over to Eric and his week, uh, Eric gave me my early birthday gift. I kind of posted on Instagram. You guys might have saw it this weekend. Uh, if not, it is a full fucking blanket of a base set two Charizard. And I got to tell you, the blanket is amazing. <laughs> not can you do only... me a favor. Can you wrap yourself up like you had it yesterday and t- have Nana take a picture of you and post it? I, mean, or at I least took it pictures are... of myself yesterday wrapped up like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh the blanket's fucking amazing so thank you again if it's a really well it's a really high quality blanket like the the material is comfortable as shit um and it's honestly really badass because i i've seen a couple youtubers with those blankets and i was like oh that looks cool and then you see it in person i'm like honestly it's fucking sick if you like pokemon as much as i do get yourself a blanket you won't regret it it's uh from altered way hashtag not a sponsor hashtag sponsor us um yeah, so thank you for that early birthday gift, and uh, how was your week? You're welcome, sir. Uh, my week, it's fine. It was short, but it felt long. Um, just busy. Just fucking busy. Having to figure out, uh, still navigating back east market, Tennessee, Alabama, Arkansas, and um, and also dealing with the guys out here. One of my guys got COVID, and... Uh, so he was kind of out, which actually kind of might have helped me a little bit. So I didn't have to worry about scheduling for him. The other guy was on vacation for his birthday. So it's kind of chill. Um, just, you know, like I said, just busy. Still trying to navigate the new way or the new stuff that I'm supposed to be doing, I guess. So every day there's something new. But that's about it, dude. I mean, it's kind of boring, honestly. Thursday and Friday, I didn't do anything as far as, I mean, I did, but I didn't like have to go and do any jobs or, you know, yeah, a lot of driving, a lot of driving, nothing too crazy. And then uh, tomorrow's back at it. Tomorrow we get our concrete, our house, dude. So that should be cool. That's going to be fucking sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got it. And uh, that's, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I want to ask you for the, or I asked you yesterday, but what the fuck happened to, uh, why doesn't anybody pay attention to other people oh. or is it just me? So what were the parameters of that? Um, was it just in general or was it driving? So I'm in line at target. It's okay. busy as shit. There's about three registers plus maybe four to six self checkouts. Okay. It's all just busy. Everybody's it's all crowded. And then there's this lady in front of me with two teens and two, you know, toddlers-esque kids anywhere from four to seven and then one of the teenagers who, who might have been maybe closer to 18 she she puts her she pays for her stuff so now instead of one card it became two orders then the lady puts her stuff up on there and then as she's doing that here comes a third lady or i'm sorry a second lady 
and she comes here she's like this like got so much shit in her hands more shit and so now there's three orders in front of me whereas i thought there was only one cart and the uh cashier was being he was being nice but he's taking too damn long you know when you're watching people and it's like He's, you know, he's talking to the kids and he's, he's, you know, he's being nice. I was like, dude, come on. I'm like, fuck, I got places to go to. I'm like, God damn it. And then, then the lady starts talking to him and everything's done. Stuff's bagged, stuff's in the car. They're ready to go. And I'm like pushing forward just a tad. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm like, dude, nobody has any, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, they're just not paying attention. Like, they just care about themselves. That's pretty much what I'm talking about. Yeah, because you could still, like, I used to do that at GameStop, you know, because my favorite thing about GameStop was being on the register, you know, and uh-huh. people out because I was able to bullshit with them and then also get them the fuck out of the store. Right. <laughs> so I would always just talk to people and I, and I could tell too, like, it's so obvious when the person standing behind the customer that you're chiming in with is getting mm-hmm. irritated. And I'm like, oh, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we're about to wrap this up. Yeah. Well, that or they would just stare at you. And right. so I, I would call them out. I was like, yeah, we're just wrapping this up. We'll be right there. Thank you for your patience. And then they would, I'd get the customer out. I still talk to them, but I still also do my job and make sure they're out of there. Cause yeah, those other people are standing there. And I mean, I've been a customer at GameStop, you know, in this story specifically. And it's like, like, all right, man, let's go. Like you see this line building up, like, you know, let's get the fuck out of here. It's supposed to be like a walk in, walk out kind of place. Yeah. Well, this is the same kind of thing happened at fucking, well, sort of, I went to, staters the other day to get some stuff and i had a full cart basically and i picked the shortest line who was an older woman just a little slower but i just whatever i and i'm pretty patient but it's like they only had one bagger and three registers open and of course the bagger doesn't move and i used to be a bagger dude like come on where's the fucking where's the snap snap let's get let's get it get it get it you know don't just sit there and talk get your ass to work fool where's that mentality at ryan am i I just old no, I think that mentality's died, man. People just suck. Yeah, dude. What the fuck? I mean, <laughs> I she ended up also... finally showing up, but I, I'd already thrown half the stuff in my damn cart. You know? Yeah. I just think that mentality's died. The people, younger, especially younger people coming into the world, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, well, of course she was younger. But it's also the company. Like, you know, I feel like companies don't do a good job of making people yeah, the managers. want to work harder. Yeah, like, you know, you know, help them out. Lighten them up a little bit. Lighten the mood up. And I get it, you know, not every day can be like that. And that's fine because yeah, that person should show up to work and get their job done. But at times you're going to have to step up as a leader and, and, you know, essentially rally the troops, you know, make them motivated mm. to work, make them feel like they're working towards something. Cause yeah, if you're just clocking in every day, being complacent, you know, cash and checks, you don't give a fuck how fast you're bagging, how fast you're on. Well, the and, I, and I understand that too, but just cause you don't like your fucking job, go fucking find something, get a little <laughs> motivation and fucking go do something different. I feel like you said that so aggressively, like to me, like, because yeah, it happened to me yesterday at fucking bakers. I was sitting oh. in the fucking drive-thru line. I, they're like, hang on one second. And I'm at the window. I'm at the order uh, speaker. Right. Yeah. I swear to God, it was, it felt like eternity. It had to be at least five minutes. Cause because by the time I even ordered, there was one car, um, in front of me and they were at the the pickup window so that's like three or four car lengths difference yeah and then the guy's like is that it oh is that are you done is that it i'm like fuck dude no i'm not so then i I got irritated i was just (laughs) like no can i get this 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 and this and this and i said no and i kind of cut him off a little bit i was just like dude i'm fucking over this shit maybe i'm just old 
Is that what it is, Ryan? I don't think you're old, man. I just think people are really inconsiderate because it's the small things that go a long way. You know, yeah. it's kind of like relationships, Eric. You know, it's just, you know, it's, people don't think about it, but it's the small things that really mean a lot at the end of the day. And, Correct. you know, I think when it comes to common human interaction, that goes a long way. And I just think that's maybe that's the problem society. is nobody has common human interaction anymore. Well, yeah, I think everyone you don't have to go hang out with your friends anymore. You can talk on a podcast or you can play video games or you don't have to meet people in the real world. You can fucking go on hinge and Tinder. And, you know, is that the problem? Is that we're ruining society right now? Or? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm just using examples. <laughs> All my examples, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but you don't go out in the world. I mean, you don't go hang out with your friends. You don't go to the bars. Oh, like I that's mean. what we used to do. I'm not saying you're, you're it's right or wrong. I'm just saying there was more personal interaction and you haven't done that more no, or less fault that you motherfuckers got old and then the bar scene died when you guys died you're absolutely right that's part of the other thing is you're eight years younger than chris and five hey me. man the two years that all three of us you know we're hanging out pretty much at the bars and stuff i, I cherish those but those i wasn't aren't... personally attacking you <laughs> those those days aren't coming back <laughs> yeah fucking hey yeah. yeah so right? you know that's why I don't really go to bars unless like I don't I mean, blame you. I'm just saying like if I was going, I know what you're saying. Like, I don't think you're attacking me. I'm just talking about myself now. Mm-hmm. Um, Like if you guys, the three of us were going to go, then I'd be like, all right, like that's going to be a good time. I'm down. But yeah, I don't know. It won't be a good time. <sighs> Probably not. Um, Would Chris be there? Yeah. Then he won't be a good time. Damn. I'm just kidding. All right. Sort of. Um, I don't know. I, I just, I do think people suck. Cause like, I say good morning to like these clerks and stuff when I'm at, mm. when I'm in the stores and like they go, Oi. yeah, no. I'm like good morning motherfucker, like you know like, mm-hmm. and so what I do now and I said it on the podcast before, uh, if I say good morning to someone because this also happens to me a lot, they just kind of look at me and they don't say anything. I'm like yeah, good morning to me too, thank you. Like yeah. I say that to everyone. <laughs> it's like people don't want to like younger. I don't know. I don't want to say younger people, but. I think it's everyone, think it, actually. Yeah, you're probably right. Like people well, don't want to say well, hi. They don't want to be considerate. They just like they have tunnel vision and they don't give a fuck if you're next to them. Yeah, like I'm not. You know, I'm not asking you to be my friend or anything, or even have a conversation with me. I'm just saying, hey, good morning. You know, mm-hmm. like hope you're having a good day. Oh no, I guess I'll go fuck myself because I do that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah people suck man people suck really bad and it's it's sad because why though what's going on i mean everyone's got their struggles in life you know and it's like sorry the world doesn't give a shit about yours because guess what they don't give a shit about mine either so you have Mm -hmm. to figure it out you need to find somewhere to get that solace that you're looking for where someone can you can confide in someone that gives a fuck about your issues Mm -hmm. but if you walk out in in public and you think anyone on that street gives a damn about your life and you're you're sadly mistaken and i think that's something our parents taught us pretty well is like you know keep the people that you you know that you love close and your friends close you know because that's what you have each other for but you know these people like to mope around and shit and i get it you know everyone has a very very different upbringing every different uh, everyone has very different situations but why not try to be positive about it just anything if you can you know it's way easier said than done but you got to start somewhere and I think a lot of people, man, are just so goddamn negative, Wh- whether it's uh, political issues, societal issues, world issues, uh, gas prices. Like, well, guess what, motherfucker? You're not going to change the gas prices, so you better find a way to deal with it because I hate mm-hmm. it, too. I hate it a lot. I think my gas, my 
my financial consumption of gas or whatever you want to put, say, our uh, input into gas every month has doubled since everything went up. And, you know, I'm, you know, I hate it, but I'm making it work. Is that the, I mean, is that a thing though? It's like everybody dealing with so much that they don't want to deal with you. Correct. Yeah, I think so. Because people think, no, I think when people get, I mean, it happens to me. So yeah, it definitely happens out there. But I think when people um, see a stranger talking to them, they're scared of getting stuck into a conversation or they're stuck having to actually talk and not Mm -hmm. sit behind their phone. Or sometimes a stranger comes up and talks to you and then they don't shut the fuck up because that sucks too. Especially if it's not a good conversation. Mm. Um, there's there's parameters, you know, to these social interactions, but it's very easy to say, good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Cool. Have a good day. Or I, I, I do that with customers all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't like to speak about other people's problems because I, I know people have way more problems than I do in life, but I just would imagine if you're in a specific situation, you would at least try to find the positive in it. Mm-hmm. Maybe know. just everybody has anxiety. Dude, okay. I don't know how I feel about that. Saying that? I feel like that's... No, I don't know how I feel about people talking about anxiety. Like, that's all... That's that's their excuse to everything. That's what I was about to say, yeah. It feels like, like everybody says that as an excuse. It is a legitimate struggle for people correct denying that Uh, but this idea that you can't live your life because you have so much anxiety then good luck because it's not going to get any easier Mm -hmm. you know like like we got to work on that you know just like everything else that we have to do in life so what i'm getting at is if we have to work on our happiness our state of being our financial state then how come we can't work on our anxiety levels or like is there there enough like are these people not getting help you know i'm not a professional i don't know but I, yeah, I don't know. I hear that a lot. I hear so do from, I. I hear it from everyone. And do you? Yeah, dude. It could be from. I mean, one of my guys. It could, it could be from Brandon to our family members to my friends, my coworkers to to people at Staters or you know my grocery stores that I meet, strangers, uh, people I play with on Xbox online. I hear the anxiety thing all the time. Mm-hmm. And ten years ago, I feel like I didn't hear it half as much yeah so so where is this coming from you know and and why is why is there nothing being done to help these people if it really is that bad because i i trust you know i believe them you know it probably is that bad i get it you know i was anxious in the morning to give that presentation i was getting all the nerves i was getting all the anxiety and then it just went away like that because Mm -hmm. i just told myself your boss already said the presentation looks good so go up there and do what you do best and that is talking to people and trying to make them smile and engaged and have a good time because there's a top gun themed presentation. And I put some stupid pictures up there, but I also was cracking jokes as I was giving the presentation. Like I was trying to make it more entertaining for people. Yeah. So by knowing that I can potentially deliver something mediocre or better, help me out. All those nerves went out the window. Mm. So I don't know. It's kind of a touchy subject to talk about, I guess, because I don't really get anxious. Like I hear people describe it. And, yeah, you know, I'm I'm, not, I'm no authority on that. I'm not a professional. I just, I do think though there is a line to be drawn because I do think some people use that as an excuse. I don't think it's. I think because it works for so many others out there, people are like, I'm gonna say it too. Yeah. Yeah. 
There's a couple people know, I can think of, but um, yeah, I just I don't know, man. Well, like one of my guys said it to me because he was part of something, but really didn't have anything to do with it. But it sort of affected him, and um, he's like, "Oh, well, I've you know, kind of I was kind of anxious, like I have a little anxiety over this." I'm like, "Oh." And all I've ever done is give positive, um, what do they call it? Positive reinforcement behind how good of a job he's doing. And um, like, I'll, I'll just literally all I ever say is positive stuff. And yet here he is telling me that he has, he had anxiety. He was worried about what I was going to tell him or, or what I was talking about. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, okay. And so as I'm dealing, you know, I guess, I mean, so as I'm dealing with new, people and in a manager role i'm like fuck dude okay so everybody's different obviously uh which i know that but i don't know it's just as you i guess as you continue to move forward with people that you don't know uh personally um it's definitely uh, a zig and a zag you know trying to figure out things with people (laughs) so so now i have to watch kind of what i'm talking to him about potentially or you know but and I continue. Go, yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, continue to give positive reinforcement. I feel like I'm, you know, a very positive, um, patient boss, if you will. Patient? I'm patient as fuck. Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> you fucking bitch. <laughs> Your face changed when I said patient. Okay. Uh, so, like, dude, I called you on Thursday before my 90 day evaluation. I've talked okay. to you about work on the podcast. I've talked to you about my work and my role so far and how I've been doing and the feedback I've been getting. And I still was finding a way to get in my own head and create anxiety for no reason. And then sure enough, Friday comes around, Lauren and Joe are with me and it went about as perfect as you could want it to go with some great critiques and feedback to move forward. And it's like, why the fuck was I doing this to myself? I just think we get in our heads and, and, you know, I tell myself and I really do try to pride myself in this and believe myself when I say it, but I really do like critiques and feedback. It's tough. <laughs> like it's not easy to take in sometimes, but it's something that you have to be accept, you know, willing to accept because it's only going to better yourself in the long run. And even knowing that and trying to be positive about it, I still found a way to give myself anxiety over it until it happened the day of I was fine mm-hmm. but the day before I wasn't. And I'm just like, why the fuck do I do this to myself? I just think a lot of us do that. And it's just, it's so stupid. We like, we got to figure something out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I just told myself. I mean, I think it's a human, human thing to be um, nervous about stuff. Yeah. You know, where your stomach's fucking turning and shit, you know? Yeah. That happened to me all the time when I was a kid. And I thought that when I became an adult, that wouldn't happen anymore. I don't know. I had like this weird imagination, like when I became an adult, like, all those nerves and anxious moments in my life would just disappear. And somehow that wasn't the case. So I don't know what I was thinking. Um, yeah. I had a weird outlook on adulthood when I was a teenager. You had a weird outlook. Yeah. And it's just like, what, what kind of like, that's not how life works. Like it just doesn't disappear. Like you're still human. You're still going to have those um, emotions or those, those feelings about specific things. Um I mean, I feel bad for people because I, 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 I do know like people have it really bad as opposed to others. 
And I feel bad for him, but I think you know. I think it was Brandon that posted something about this type of anxiety that it stems from your parents, and because which I think you and I agree with this too, because our parents always put forth the um, they always scared us with like the negativity, like oh, if you're gonna go out with your friends, you know, just be careful not to drink and drive because you're gonna die, or uh, you know what I'm talking about. And he posted something about that, not in that specific wording, but basically that any anxiety that people our age feel um, stems from our parents and, and our upbringing of, of that type of situation where it's all, it was, there was a lot of negativity and, you know, we weren't told positive reinforcement. We were told all the negative stuff that could happen. If you go out to the movies with your girlfriend at 16, don't have sex because you're going to get her pregnant. You know, don't go to a, a party and do drugs because you could die. Like yeah. stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, like don't play video games. You're wasting your time. And then they come back five years later going, oh, it could have been you making this video. And I'm like, yeah, it could have been you like, you know, reinforcing me to, you know, you know, go for my passion. Oh, that was deep. Uh, that was a nerve right there. Can we can we open that up? Can we unstitch that wound? And fucking? <laughs> I feel like I talk about it all the time on the podcast. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. hundred percent. Like. I feel like our family and then I allowed myself to be verbally bullied, you know, in like elementary and middle school, not so much high school because I got bigger than all the motherfuckers. So I could have mm. stomped them out, but I don't believe in that anyway. So it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, I didn't have any positive reinforcement in my life. You know, I had it from my friends to an extent, mm. um, but no one, but that's what I've talked to you and mom and dad about. Cause I talked to them about how I feel like I didn't have any reinforcement. I blame myself because I didn't convey how much it meant to me. All they saw was a kid who just wanted to go home and play Halo with his friends and kill people, you know, or, you know, digitally online. Mm-hmm. They didn't see that I was listening to the music and doing forge and creating levels and using my imagination and making it a reality in a video game. Like, so Halo three had forge. You can make your own maps. Well, I was able to take the thoughts I had in my head when I was a kid and the wars I used to make of the action figures and actually make a fucking map. And then I say, hey, friends, let's go play on it. Like a, a, a kind of level design or my passion for music and how like video game music has like changed my life. And then the music we listen to, you know, um, no, that's what I talked about earlier is like when you have kids, you need to realize that and you need to do what you can do to better their situation yeah you know like miles like just he's into pokemon right now and he's battling and i can hear him battling between two pokemon well guess what not every time but there's a lot of the time where i'm like oh let's battle you know and i'll grab a pokemon and even though he wins and all the time and i, I still get in there and i'm still playing and interested in trying to or or we played pokemon snap a couple nights or like a week ago yeah and he was like oh you know and i was trying to show him how to play it even though he didn't get it yet with the joystick but to figure and that he, out yeah yeah and he was he was he was like oh there's uh grookey and there's this and there's that and you know he's getting all excited about it so that's where i try to come in and, and give a little positive reinforcement i feel like i i've tried to do that with you too like over the years like especially with this the podcast like dude do it yeah um just little things like that you know yeah, I guess I probably don't need to blame myself entirely. I just, I think maybe it's an excuse for mom and dad. I think it's an excuse I'd give them. Mm. But like, you know, mom mom tried. 
She did. I just don't think she saw the bigger picture because I was lazy, you know, and I, and that's why I think I did it to myself, you know, mm-hmm. but also my laziness towards trimming the yard versus how much I want to take my video game career to is two very different things, but that's something I should have, you know, focused on it and I should have realized back then and I didn't. So mm-hmm. just, there's a multitude of things that I think I failed at as a teenager into a young adult that no wonder why I didn't have the support, you know? Um, Cause you know, when I was 18, 19, 20, you know, like I didn't, you know, the, the, the timer, the, the clock's ticking, man. And time moves fast, especially when you're not thinking about it. And I didn't take advantage of the time I had when I was young and the creativity and, you know, I, I paid the price for it. Thankfully it all worked out very well in the end for me. And I'm very happy to be where I'm at in life. And I can't wait to see where it goes from here. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's it sucks, man, when you like something and like even my last relationship, you know, like, you know, she said she was cool. Like she's, she's like, oh, you know, you know, it's so cool how much you're into Halo and all that shit. But then she would also like make jokes about it, like, oh, Halo's gay. And like the first couple of times, like, oh, you know, I get it. That's funny. But then she would do it. And I'm like, you're no longer joking. You're doing slight jabs at something I like because I like mm-hmm. it. But so shit like that. And that would happen to me too when I was younger. You know, I'm like, this isn't really support. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, man, it sucks when you're like really into something that's harmless, you know, you know, like a hobby like this. Obviously, there is some things out there that people don't need to be doing. But um, yeah, when you don't have a support line for it, it sucks. So I guess to wrap it really all back up, that's why people walk out in the world miserable because maybe their foundation at home sucks too. And it's like, you got to start trying somewhere though. Like you got to find that positivity somewhere. And I did, you know, you were super positive the last like eight years about my life and the things that I'm into, especially in the last five, you know, if my friends are still here and, um, but I also found it myself. I, I said, fuck what people think, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I've been wanting to do a podcast since like 2017, 2016, I had some demos that I found in 2018 that are horrible and I'm never going to release them. But here I am two years later doing this podcast and, you know, I love my fucking job and I can't wait to see where I go with it and wherever my career takes me. And uh, yeah, that's, you just can't give up on yourself and you got to find that positivity somewhere. And there's still a lot for me to improve on, man. There's a lot of faults I have as a, a human being, but I can't wait to continue working on them. And I think that's something that we have a problem with as a, as, a, as a world, maybe as a society, but I can definitely speak towards our country. I just think, you know, a lot of us out there are too complacent with who we are as people and they're not willing to change or accept a difference in the, in, in life. And that's something I've seen with our elders and our family across the board mm-hmm. is I don't think people know how to change. And I don't want to be this person who's stuck as who they are forever. If I, I don't think- want to change. I know that's that's what what I tell you all the time. Like, dude, you can't stay stagnant. You got to keep moving and you have, you know? Yeah. And like, you got to, if there's something else that's better for you, that's going to change you mentally, or just if you can clearly see that it's going to be beneficial to you, then you got to change it. Like, (laughs) sorry. Like you can't stay a miserable cunt forever. You know, you got to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've made that a very clear mindset for myself, mainly here in the last six months, but I've tried in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just, you know, people are too complacent, bro. That's what it is. That, you know, that's why people aren't considerate in society because they think, and, and I'm not perfect. I'm going to sound a little hypocritical too, because I don't trust everyone in the world. And I don't think I need to, you know, 
uh, you know, bother with everyone. But I try to. I try to with everyone I meet, try to say hi, or at least, you know, if we make eye contact, you know, hello, you know, mainly at my job, you know, outside. I'm not really uh, talking to people too much. But, you know, if everyone tries a little bit, I don't know, maybe that can make a huge difference down the road. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm getting, are, I'm getting worried. Too, people are too happy to be stuck in their anger. It's mind blowing to me. That's the problem, too. Like if I'm angry about something or if I got an issue, I do whatever I can to get rid of it. I do whatever I can to figure it out. People hold on to this shit. And the more you hold on to stuff, you're just always going to be a miserable asshole. You're never going to be able to find happiness for yourself. And then also turn that happiness into the people around you, you know, like, you know, be a positive person. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I get it. It's not easy to talk about, you know, you know, you can't be chipper about everything, but you got to fucking try. You know? Yeah, it's okay to have bad days too. Well, I think yeah. it's good to have some. Yeah, it's okay to have bad days. I think it's good to have somebody to talk to. And maybe ever not everybody has that. You know, because like I said, you and I talk. Yeah, I don't always call you to talk about this type of stuff specifically, but sometimes we do, and and obviously I have my wife to talk to, and um, so it's nice to have somebody to talk to about what's going on. Uh, even if there's no, it's really mostly listening because you're not going to be really be able to help me unless you have a really good point to tell me. Right. Yeah. So really it's just getting it off your chest. Yeah. And I think that's crucial, man. I think it ha- I think it has to happen. You know, people are like, Oh, let me sit on it. Nope. Nope. Talk about that shit. Figure it mm-hmm. out. I don't believe in sitting on it. I really don't. And it's, it's helped me out tremendously to live that way. Yeah. I have a question for you. Mm. Do you think that in your younger years, if you would have shown more interest, I don't want to say interest, more. I think if I had more of a drive when I was younger, I'd be extremely successful. Like yes. if I saw the world and my path. Well, what I was going to say was I'm just yeah. speaking on basically my end. Yeah. Do you think that mom, dad, Chris, me, whoever would have. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for myself. I can't really, I can only speak for myself because I felt like I was into the same stuff as you were when it came to video games for the most part, because we no, still played were, gears we, and halo and we played gears all the time, which means you'd show just, me your, your forge maps and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but I almost wonder if for me for my birthday, which I, huh? I, I know I said, you bought the GameCube for me for my birthday. Cause you knew how much I was aggravated that I didn't have one because I sold it at a yard sale mm. as a kid or a teenager. Yeah. So you bought me the black one, which you have now, and I have the silver one. But like, I, I just posted a picture the other day. So you're like, oh, he's still playing that GameCube, and I am. I fucking love my GameCube to death. So no, I would say like you were, you were always. But no, well, hang on, let me finish. So yeah, if you would have shown more interest in, um, God, I still don't think interest is the right word, but like more, oomph, more drive, more interest in doing and helping, that maybe you would have got more of that back. So there's a couple of things because I'm thinking about it too while you're talking. I don't think it's interest. I think it's drive for me as a person. If I had the drive that I do now when I was younger, then I think people would have taken me serious. That's the problem. People don't take me serious. Mm-hmm. Like our oldest brother, Chris. Right. He doesn't take any of this serious that I could talk about. Right. And it's not his fault when you look at his living, his life situation versus mine. He's probably just doesn't know how to relate to me. 
because I mm-hmm. felt that way. I felt that way with my friends from high school. I felt, you know, here I am, you know, working these shitty jobs. Granted, I have help to get into one of them. Technically the second one, but I had to do all the interviewing and stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I'm the one that walked into the Sprouts. I didn't have mommy and daddy's company to give me a job and then mm-hmm. make a shit ton of money. I had a lot of friends for that. And then I wish them nothing but the best. But I just have to be honest and be like, I couldn't even relate to them anymore. I didn't know how to talk to them because they're living a different life completely than me. You know, right? I don't, my struggle is not their struggle and their struggle is not mine. Like we just became two very different groups of people. And I felt like I couldn't even talk to them. Um, and so I think Chris probably just doesn't know how to, you know, have a conversation with me about this kind of stuff because he doesn't get it. Granted, he's also pretty blunt about how he thinks it's gay and shit too. So that doesn't really help say he never tried to. So yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he's ever really. Um, he's he's tried in his own way, but it's the wrong way. Mm. So that's what I would say. And you know, you know what sucks about that is I look up to that motherfucker like crazy, dude. I really do. Chris has had a very interesting life in high school. He was a big guy. I was always the biggest in the family in terms of our growth as, you know, from, you know, young kid, teenagers to adult. Like I was always, I ended up to be the biggest in the family, but Chris was a pudgy guy himself. And Chris Mm -hmm. wasn't a confident human being. Granted, he found that confidence through the date, the girls he dated and his friends that he had in his groups, his circle of friends. And he went down a crazy road. But then he joined the Air Force, which was tough for him in, uh, in the psychological sense. He, he nailed the physical part. But I remember him telling me like the testing, even if it was like math, the tests that they, he, they had him do at boot camp were really tough for him. He still came out on top. He did a couple tours or uh, one, one or two, 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 because he went to Germany and then he was also in Kuwait. Um, I don't know. He, so he, was, couple, in, he was in he was Emirates. In, uh, United Emirates, but he did a few things anyways. That's his history. He can talk about it. Um, he did all of that. We wrote letters back and forth. I don't know if he's got them. Probably not. But I miss that motherfucker like crazy. And I was so proud of him because even though our dad didn't mean it, like he couldn't do it, that is how it came across. That's, that I, I can attest that to Chris's defense. I remember dad talking to him about how he said, you're not going to make it kind of in the Air Force. And I, I think he didn't mean it that way, but that's how it came out. And Chris still did it. He still came out on top, even think even thinking that his father wasn't there for him. And then, you know, mom and dad flew out to Missouri and we got graduated, all that. Just he just kept doing really good, man. He was doing so good for himself. And then he came back, did his thing, and now he's a sheriff. And I just, you know, there's there was a change in him where he found his drive to where he said, fuck the world. Like if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. And I really admired that quite a bit. You know, um, I thought it would have worked out better in the end in terms of personality, but um, it does suck when you look up to him the way I do. Like I, 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 that dude's on like a pedestal to me in terms of his accomplishments, you know, and you too. Um, Cause fuck, you've had a crazy career yourself and um, it hurts pretty bad when, you look up to someone like him and my job, like he doesn't give a fuck. And then the, what I do in my hobbies, he don't give a two fucks what I do. Mm. And, you know, it's a two way street. You know, I don't call him all the time because if he was hearing this right now, that's what he would say. 
but I would just say to him, like, you never even made the effort. You never even tried, you know, don't talk about the Marvel shit like that counts. Cause it doesn't, the music doesn't count because you and Eric had that before me anyways. So when it comes to me and him on a personal level, he has never asked me like my interest with Halo and he did with the TV show. I guess I can give him that too. But then he started talking shit to me too, when I didn't like the show, because I'm like, well, they're not doing it right. And I didn't expect them to do it perfect, but they're also shitting on the source material. So that's a whole other thing. But yeah, you know, so I think that hurts a lot, Eric. I don't know. We weren't really planning on going down that road, but you know, I love Chris to death. I couldn't be more proud of him and his beautiful family. Um, but yeah, it hurts a lot when someone like that doesn't take you serious when you're younger. Now I don't hmm. give a fuck, but um, you know, it, it, I think that had a lot to do with it too. Yeah, you know, when when essentially one of your heroes doesn't give two fucks what you do, and it's your fucking family member, so it's a little rough. Yeah, but you know, mom and dad have come around quite a bit. I've been extremely transparent with them, maybe too much. But I made sure that nothing was off the table with them, and because I love them to death, and I think they've done a lot of amazing things for us. But I needed I needed them to know how I felt, and uh, that that was literally like a few months ago, and that was a really awesome conversation. It was just me and them and Nana at the table, and it was really nice, and I really enjoyed it quite a bit, and I think they did too. Um, but I, I've also just learned. And this goes again with like saying good morning to people and trying to be considerate to people, whether it's in stores or driving, just people needing to merge over. I mean, literally the simplest things in life. I just have learned to start to love myself and love who I am and make myself happy. Because if you rely on other people to make you happy, then you're, you're going to fail miserably in life Mm -hmm. or you're just going to die alone unhappy. So got a little dark this episode, but, um, kind of all over the place, but, uh, I, I do hope that everyone out there is doing great and they're able to find their happiness somewhere, but don't rely on other people to get it because then you're just going to fail. Oh, yeah, brother. That's what I got for you. Nice, dude. Yeah. But on a, another side note, too, um, to answer your question, maybe even simpler in a simpler terms, uh, when you look at the gaming industry the way it is now and how corporate it is, whether it's their agendas or releasing games that are half baked and they suck. Um, You know, they're not even full games anymore. Like they used to be when we grew up. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm really happy. I'm not in the industry. So it it makes me really sad. Like I look at halo infinite and I'm like, you guys had it all there and you still found a way to fuck it up. So (laughs) it's uh, it's sad, man. It's sad, but uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, Anything else you want to add to anything I just said? Well, I said a lot. Um, no, I mean, just hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully you can uh, move forward like you have been, Ryan. Pretty much. And, uh, just yep. keep yep. on trucking. Yeah. Let the past die. Yeah, as, well, it's hard as, to do. As Kylo Ren said. It's hard to do in the best Star Wars trilogy in existence. And I don't, and, uh, um, um, I actually did enjoy talking about that quite a bit. Cause I, I do write down, like I was doing it for the, just working it out. I was writing mm. down like my day-to-day occurrences with people. So mm. maybe we'll do like a, a societal wrap up every week. Okay, hey, I'll start putting notes in my phone. <laughs> yeah, you should things that bother you. So we can talk about it. Cause I know so many people out there are going to be able to relate to it. So maybe, 
by relating to it, we all start changing collectively. There you go. There we go. That's all we're here to do, Ryan, is take over the world. I'll change the world. (laughs) Hail Hydra. Anyways, okay, well. I just want to say one more thing. Hang on before you go. I love you. I love you too, man. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you guys for listening to the show. If you've made it this far, be sure to rate us on Apple Podcast and the Spotify platform. Uh, it means a lot to me. It's basically like giving me free money because it helps us pop up on searches when people look for podcasts. So please consider doing that, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. credit card bill.